Shots Fired. What's up? This is Jeff Weiss. You're tuning into Shots Fired, a podcast about hip hop and general spookiness. This is another episode that we taped at A3C with the immortal rap group Do or Die, famous for Pope Him from Chicago, legendary rappers from there. And I am sitting here right now at Airwolf Studios next to No Can Do, sipping a nice coffee, keeping it casual. <laughs> Do you want to ride with a player like me and you? Oh. Whatever, I don't know, man. That was a munchkin singing to her. Time. Do you want to ride with a player like me? <laughs> you want me to ride, buddy? How much? What does it take to get you into a Mercedes <laughs> today, <laughs> <laughs> buddy? Come on. Look, man. Look, man. Uh, what, what am I gonna, what's the, what, what am I gonna say, man? I really. It was uh, the do or die. For one, interviewing do or die was it the best? Like we're supposed <laughs> to have, <laughs> yeah. we're supposed to have Aesop Rock. Yeah. We end up with Pharrell Munch and do or die. I'm a fan and rap friend of Aesop Rock, you know, and uh, uh, somehow like the his flight ended up coming in later than our podcast. I was like tripping. I'm like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? And Okan's like, that's that's fine. Don't worry. I was, I was like, like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, there's gonna be a million fucking rappers there. Yeah, like, where will we get rappers at a rap convention? <laughs> and then we end up with Do or Die, which and is Farrah Monch, which was just like rap nerd dream. <laughs> yeah, man. This is this is this is the two sides of like. Of the coin. This is like when you get your conscious fix and then you get your like street rap fix, you yeah, know? Yeah. And then we got two different indie we stories. Both rap incredibly well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Great hit songs, stories like I don't know, man. These these are some great stories that, that we got from these guys and uh fashion. They were I asked them where I can get that all white suit. Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah, it's a lot. Uh it's worth I mean and the album. You were a big fan of the records growing up. Yeah, yeah, um, dude, I went through this like you know when I, when I lived in Northern California, Fairfield, seven oh seven, Flatland, Sassoon, you know, uh, Benicia, Vallejo, and all that shit. When I was up there, uh, I had a lot of time to myself. <laughs> I, had, I, had no, I had no friends. <laughs> I had I had my friends on my street that I saw every day, and you, after you see them every day for like two weeks, you start to really enjoy like the alone time. And uh, it was full of like you know, independent records. The Bay was big on like whatever was popping independent, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And so I ended up with all those records, and uh, you know, and then my cousin Mark, who just got out of jail after a ten year bid, he got out in June. I, he, I showed him the picture from Instagram that we uh, that we took, and he's the only person that commented. He's like, "Oh my god, we used to listen to those guys all the time." Yeah. Yeah. Matthew David was also stoked as well. What? Yeah, Matthew David's like a real rap head. We need to have him on the show. We gotta have Matthew yeah, David meaning, on the show. I've been meaning to. By the way, when you were thinking that Danny Boy, because you remember how you were thinking I thought that it Danny, was Danny Boy. No, Danny Boy is on Heads or Tails. That's why you thought that. And he's on a couple songs on Heads or Tails. He's on that, do you want to ride with a player like me and you? He's on that song, right? He's on, yeah. he's Player like me and he's you? He's on All in the Club and Nobody's Home. Nobody's Home. Okay, maybe That's I just got what it you're wrong. Thinking. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. And then he's, I don't think he's on the first album, which was, uh, yeah. picture this. But we should probably talk, right? This is going to be our last episode on Earwolf. <laughs> like, oh my God. I'm like, do we have any tear inserts that we can have? Um, we, we, this is the moment where we're going to talk about our feelings and such. But the podcast is going to continue. A lot of people were, Eric Andre kind of ruined the secret two weeks ago where he was like, so why are you guys leaving Earwolf? And I'm like, fuck. Um, I don't, you're gonna talk. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> you do it. Oh uh, yeah, no, no. I mean, basically, dude, we 
we started this before, you know, before me and you started this podcast, we had no idea what the hell a podcast was. Well, we knew what one was, but we were like, why do we, why, why should we do it? But we did it, right? Yeah. And somehow it landed on his lap where, like, you know, Jeff, you know, from uh, Earwolf. There's a fucking donkey in the other room. Jeff from Earwolf. Uh, we had a mutual friend, and I had a meeting with him, and yeah. know, I was like, yeah, I can do podcasting. Because like for me, I was like, I can talk fast on the air. And I was like, yeah. I have a person I know. Yeah. <laughs> so we did that shit, you know? And um, going into it, we were like, all right, so are there any music podcasts on your network? And we're like, and they're like, no, not really, but we're trying to start something new. Yeah. Um, and they launched three. They launched and three, yeah. there's not going to be any more after this week i think yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'd like to say i think we might have been the most highly rated <laughs> yeah but i, I think earwolf earwolf is trim earwolf yeah. is trimming their uh trimming things that are, are out of their like you know that they're not specialists in and to be to- totally honest i think we could have used a little bit more help yeah. with like you know uh getting this podcast to the general rap community totally so like the yeah well you the, the thing is you'd need a special publicist and I, i'm not about to spam every blogger i know and be like please write about my podcast yeah, yeah, yeah exactly you can't really do that but so what we've done here can, what but. we've done with the help of like the earwolf staff while with like you know cody and you know with the help brett of, frank yeah brett Jeff. frank Frank, you know, Jeff, Lauren, uh, even before Julia, you know, and everybody else over there, like we've built like a organic like thing that just happened to work on its own. We have 8000 subscribers or something like that on SoundCloud. Right. Yeah. You know, so what we're going to do is move it over to the Cosmic Zoo and I'll spend even more time holed up in that little shit box (laughs) recording my voice. (laughs) And we we might uh, get on a different network. There's been talks, but it's not really Mm -hmm. founded yet. But I mean, we're not. We might. We probably will. It's like happening, right? It's supposedly. But let's not say I don't want to say uh, I don't really want it. But we're going to keep on doing the podcast. And it's not like Mm -hmm. we're mad at Earwolf or anything because it's just at a certain point, like. You know, if you're not getting if you're not getting rich off of it, like yeah. you gotta be getting paid. I mean, like also all the Earwolf podcasts are comedy podcasts, as you said, and like there, there's not any rap podcasts. I mean, we just don't fit. Yeah, we just don't fit. You know, just Starting like my life. Yeah, yeah, just like you know, uh, I wouldn't want to be a member of any club that would have me in it. You know, let's no, say, I would. I mean, let's say, I would like. To let's be. say Earwolf <laughs> is a shoe store, and we're a tire. <laughs> We're a nice tire. We're a delicious tire. But like, you know, people <laughs> looking for tires aren't going to go into to the Earwolf shoe store. Yeah, but we're going to keep on doing this. Uh, if you want to donate money to us to have us keep on doing it, I'll take your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll take all your money. We're going to do some cool shit, though. So yeah. uh, It's going to be actually better because I think we're going we're gonna to have more film stuff. Um, we're going to have uh, more opportunity to kind of do live music performances. Yeah. Because we're, we're going to be able to smoke weed in the motherfucking studio. More importantly, <laughs> I'll be high all the time We're going to have rappers smoking weed in the studio because that's one thing. It's been really hard for me to get a lot of people to come. They're like, can I smoke there? And that, like, has that happened to you? Yeah. I feel really bad. When, <laughs> like, it's like when Ty Dolla Sign has like a blunt behind his ear and like starts smoking. He just fidgeting. He's just like, what do I do with this? What yeah. Do do? Yeah. Yeah, it'll it'll be better. We might have longer interviews more because right now we're making Frank the engineer late because we're always late. So yeah. All right. So uh, first off, can we play? I think it's a do or die song. Play it like me and you. Can we play that song? And then thank you for listening, and you know, thanks for telling people about it and the comments and everything and the iTunes reviews, and they'll hopefully it'll be a lot more and stuff. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm crying right now. <laughs> this is no, the, dude. I'm, it's like the last episode of Who's the Boss. <laughs> we got we had 52 <laughs> fucking episodes yeah. of free recording. Uh, yeah, you know, 
uh, as a guy who who records people, I hate. I've done what he's doing, and I hate recording people when I have shit to do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We got that. That happened 52 times for us. We got people tweeting we were about late us once or twice. Just once we or on, twice. We were on time one, <laughs> once or twice. I we were on time once or twice. The odds of me and No Can Do being on time together is about two percent. I was on time today. I, I yeah. rode my bike here though. Uh, <laughs> this is from Santa Monica. Nah, well, I'm, I'm in the mid. I'm in Midwest LA now. You ever heard the song, Jeff? Uh, if I did, it was when I was 14 years old. I don't know if I had the whole album. It was hard to get this. Like, I didn't... This is tape. Like, I, but I was only buying new CDs at the time. Yeah. When I was like... When this came out. So I would just tape stuff off Rhapsody. Yeah. So whatever came on on Rhapsody, I would tape. But mm-hmm. I couldn't afford... Yeah. Like... To buy like a lot of shit at the time, we used to uh, shoplift at the yeah. warehouse in Ladera Center. Yeah, that's us. And then I, we would go to the to the. This is a Ladera. I would buy. Line. I would buy used at the warehouse in Westwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. warehouse really helped a lot of people. <laughs> I stole this record. And I told these guys that I was like, I stole your record. Yeah, you know, I owe them money. Oh, uh, we should also mention that No Can was drunk for his podcast from A three Z. Just so you know, very drunk. Not that drunk. I was two whiskeys in at least, and they they were pouring them heavy in Atlanta. See, my thing is, if there's a chick behind the bar and she's bartending, I'm I'm gonna like, I, I give her like the married guy flirt, like like girl, if I wasn't married, oh, like so she knows I'm not really trying to get in her pants. Yeah. I make her feel really good, so she pours me heavy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then like you know, she doesn't if, have to worry about you like having three drinks and just being inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even though she does. <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't. No, no, no. <laughs> And if, and if it's a dude, I try to I try to look for like any sports like like where like anything. I'd be like, oh man, the Celtics, bro, like for real. And I like I, I do like the, a black guy that likes the Celtics, not yeah. from Boston. I, I talk I like try to talk shit, and like you know, just create a jovial atmosphere so they pour me heavy. And uh, I wonder if there are any black non-Boston related Celtics fans. I can't imagine. Any. It has to be. Yeah, people that went to college maybe with the guys that play or like high school. I feel like. Massachusetts. The Celtics and the Lakers are the two most po- like they're the two greatest teams in basketball history, and they're the two most polarizing. My dad teams. was a Celtics fan, and I always was suspected he was racist. I don't think he is, but I always are, was do like, you, do you have to be racist to be a Celtics fan? If you're from LA, it's weird, and you're not have no connection to Massachusetts, but you're rooting for Larry Bird and Kevin McHale throughout the 1980s. I mean, it, it is a big. It was a. It was a last stand for you know. For it was the last stand for white white <laughs> the ballers. Of the white basketball player. <laughs> you know, I mean, but there's some like there's some dope white boys that came like in the '90s. The Euros. Well, the Euros. The, well, no, the Euros now. Yeah. It's but that's a whole different game. That's like a a, a foreign uh, a foreign threat. <laughs> that's not like a good old American. Shout out to Manu Ginobili for being my uh, stylistic inspiration. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, the Euros are coming in every color at this point. So good. You know. Do or die. I like that everybody had beef with bone thugs. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> like Do or Die did. Yeah. Uh, Three Six Mafia did. But it was like not real beef. It was, it was just like we did that first. Yeah. And you know what they did? They refined it, bro. They they beach boyed that whole style. Yeah, that's true. Come Alright, we out this bitch. Shots fired. Cool. Jeff Weiss, no can do. Goodbye, Earwolf. Thank you for having us. Thanks Goodbye, for listening. Earwolf. We'll see. We'll, we'll see you next week. We're not going anywhere, unfortunately. Can you for smoke all of you. and ride with a podcast like Shots Fired? Alright, cool. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. Alright. Alright. A3C. Welcome. Shots fired. I heard they make the mad the whiskey magically appear somehow. <laughs> I heard they do that out yes. here. Yes. Yes. Is that true? <laughs> Who can make the whiskey come here? We're sitting here next to Do or Die, Chicago, legendary rap group. UD. UD. Hell yeah. Can you introduce yourself, sir? B Low. AK. Not you did do or die, Chirac. You did. did. Hell yeah, Chirac. When did they start using Chirac? Is yeah. That new or has that always been that way? Yeah, uh, uh, Chirac helped came in at the, you know, Chicago. <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying. <laughs> no, they named Iraq after it. Huh? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean that motherfucker. That motherfucker. Oh wow. It's often on on my back and that kind of I shit. I you can curse. Okay, well, cool. <laughs> yeah. This is not respectable establishment. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. My mouth foul. So y'all excuse me. But I uh, got no appetizers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, you know, <laughs> you know that shit been uh, uh Myrtle Capital off and on forever. You yeah. Chicago is a really nice time. city. It's and wonderful. It beats out shitty cities yeah, for the murder I love rate. It. I love it. Chicago is a wonderful Shit. city to come to. Enjoy it. Yeah. It's you good did. food in Chicago. Wonderful. Let me get some of that whiskey. I mean, uh. <laughs> I'm down to share. <laughs> I'm totally down to share. But it's more ice in here than this actual whiskey. I can tell. And Shit. so. <laughs> yeah. But here, wait. I don't know. This cup has coffee in it. But yeah, I think what? somebody can make nah, whiskey happen. Cool. You what, sure? What you got? C- Capital or Jim Bean? Dude, I went down there. I fuck with the Jameson. I fuck with the Jameson. But then she was like, I don't have Jameson. And then she was like, all right, how about, uh, it was like, it was some, it was like club whiskey. And I was like, absolutely not. No club whiskey. Translation, he drinks alcohol. <laughs> it's actually paint thinner. Yeah. yeah. It's whatever the fuck they had. But it's not in a plastic bottle. So I feel fucking sophisticated. You know? Yeah. It is. <laughs> and that auto. So, did you did you guys grow up on the south side or west side? West side, Chicago. West side, Chicago. What side? We were talking about. Yeah. Uh, we did an episode actually about with a couple of Chicago people. How how would you say the differences between the south side and the west side of Chicago? Not that much of a difference. I'm, I lived on, on both sides, so I lived. Out, I'm from out west, but I lived out south too. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, ain't no difference. Where did you live down south? Low end. Okay. I know nothing about Chicago. Yeah. I mean, Chicago. But I got a homie. Oh, y'all don't even know. Yeah. Some of y'all don't know what the low end is. Just put What's it this way. End? I lived on State Street. I lived in the 100s, too. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I lived yeah. on 123rd and Yates. Yeah. Shit, I they lived in and I lived all over. What the fuck? Yeah. So, yeah. you know. We, we, do you guys, when you guys were first kind of coming up, starting to rap, what, house music was like the biggest music in Chicago, right? Oh, it yeah. was jacking and no juking doubt. and all that shit, right? The That's what Chicago homies call that shit. No jacking doubt. That, or, that was, was that? Uh, that? That came before uh, we came in. Oh, yeah? We made rap possible. In yeah. Chicago, yeah, no doubt. That was, I mean, yeah, it was the one. You guys were pretty much the first one, yeah. Common. You guys are the first records like that. Yeah, it was no common, but then common was kind of time. 
Huh? It was the same time? About the same time, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well, actually, the break dancer came in before all the... Uh, and the percolator? All the... Before the percolator, <laughs> right. <laughs> what are you talking about? Break dancer came before right. the percolator? He went back hey, to dance. It came after. Okay. Okay. Look, no so, were there a lot of people rapping kind of when house music was, was, was still kind of the main thing? Or were you guys among the first kind of to start doing it in Chicago? We was the first to start doing it in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, actually, coming you no know, came before us and the brat and things of that oh, nature. Yeah, right. But oh, the brat. We we was the one who stayed in Chicago mm-hmm. and broke it through Chicago. You no know, broke ah. the rap music in Chicago. That is a that's a feat. That's a feat because I know a lot of dudes in L.A. because we're from L.A. No doubt. You know, it's hella Detroit dudes. It's hella Chicago dudes. It's hella dudes from elsewhere coming to our town to make it you know so how'd you make it in the midwest where it's not like the entertain it's not new york it's not la it's not fucking london you know it's like how'd you do it was it on some indie shit like how they did it in the bay or was it like you know tapes out the trunk like what what is it what it was actually what you just said it was you know uh independent me and and below getting me and below got together and we said man look nobody is gonna hand us shit we're gonna do this on our own Mm -hmm. so what we did was uh, got up five hundred dollar at the time. Nah, I was locked up, but he was coming in to join. Yeah. So at the time, we got up five hundred dollars, pressed up our own tapes, yeah, our own um, covers, yeah, and we got a five hundred box. A five hundred box never looked back after that. Five hundred dollars, so a dollar a piece. It, it, no, it was it was five dollars a, a, a tape. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So wait, you paid five dollars a tape? No, it was the, the a customer. Dollar. Right, it was the dollar. Right, right, but but. We we sold it for five dollars. Okay. So we made twenty five hundred off the box. Were you selling like easy, a, easy, a, a, easy? Were like selling that, like yeah, high yeah. schools and stuff yeah. and like record shops? Seventy thousand units. Yeah. Wow. Independently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking money's meant to be spent, bro. You didn't spend the money. So how, I'd borrow some from you right now. How, how did you yeah. guys link up with Rap a lot? That's a that's a crazy story because actually like we had met uh, um, Face Scarface and Bushwick like several times before. They're on the first record, right? Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. We met them several times before, and we were like, "Hey, yo, you know, fuck with us," you know what I'm yeah. saying? And um, um, through other people that like George Daniels and other people that we had met them through too, and we had been fucking with them like off and on for, like two three years, right? Two three years before and, we even did anything. And they was like, "I will take this shit and put it in y'all pocket." And give us some of this other shit. And we was like, no, y'all gonna get this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they, they ain't wanna fuck with it. So we came back and we started selling that shit on our own. Uh, and then when, you, it, when you're doing it, it on your own, people are like, oh, let me get a piece, right? Man, was it that situation? Man, we okay. fucked around and ended up in Billboard. Yeah. And then, you know, the phone started ringing like, hey, where y'all at? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so now we in Houston and then, you well, know, it, it went from there. What ha- I heard some pretty crazy. So what happens the first time you get out and you meet with Jay Prince? Is that how it worked? Yeah. What was that meeting like? I mean, shit, <laughs> we... I, mean, I hear some crazy stories about some early Jay no, Prince. Honestly, yeah. on some real, real shit, yeah. though. On some real, real shit. Yeah. Regular nigga. Yeah. It was, right. It was a lot of respect yeah. for, uh, between one another when, yeah. we, when we did well, the deal. Yeah, because, I mean, there was obviously no one doing it down there before they were. Right. In Chicago, no yeah. No, and it was crazy for us to hook up with Jay Prince because at the end of the day, he came to Chicago and he went through 100 rappers. You know what I'm saying? We weren't even a part of, the, of that hundred rappers, but because we was on our grind and doing the necessary, that kicked in for them to come and look for us. Yeah. You know, instead of we going to look for a record company. 
I was going to ask where, the, where would you guys always start rapping faster? You guys were one of the like originators of the like now oh, everyone no, from the Midwest like you think Midwestern fast rap, but you guys were where did that kind of come from? That that came from us studying our craft. You know, the more we study the craft, the more we put everything in perspective. Even with Twister, when um, we made a change of music in Chicago, as far as the subjects, the titles, you know what I'm saying? We talked about, you know, we talked about the streets. So when we brought Twister in to the song, Do You Want to Ride? He had something different to talk about. So yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so we, I mean, we broke ground with the song, Pope Pimp. What do you great. remember about the video? That was my favorite yeah, fucking was, song, yeah, bro, was, as a kid. It was okay. tight. Well, I you felt about- like I could grow up one day and be a pimp and didn't have to be Poe. But if I, had, <laughs> if I ended up being Poe, well, then it'd be okay. <laughs> well, you know, I, you didn't have to say anything because the music talked for you. <laughs> no uh, doubt. You, you oh, used yeah, to you, say something? Yeah, don't, be, don't be speaking that pimp shit. You're going to end up on the news with us. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me? You're you going to end up, up on, on the news with us. With us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, some, some, some fourth grader. They did a study, some fourth grader, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I asked the teachers what was what was pimping about or whatever, and that shit. That was in what Louisiana? What was that? It was in? Louisiana. Yeah. In Louisiana, and um, the mother made a big deal out of it and shit. And, and it's it uh, all on the news and shit. And went national. But was it from your record? From our record. Yeah. I'm talking about played actual video. They was. But I feel like you know, school is about asking questions on some philosophical <laughs> Socrates shit. You know, it's a dude. You know, somebody asks a question, you give an answer, and it puts fucking the world in perspective. Right, right. And you okay. putting it out there like you know. Like, because a lot of motherfuckers will see it. That's what I have this problem with, like, like uh, conscious versus unconscious right. music, right? Okay. Just because, like, I know some conscious rappers, and they're ratchet as fuck. Right. And I know some, you know, non-conscious rappers, and they're family guys, you okay. know? And, okay. you know, and so I feel like, uh, you know, when, when people talk about what's going on in the street, you talk about the symptoms of the disease, you know, or so a lot of dudes I know, they talk about, they don't talk about it, and they just hide and all that shit, you know? So, I mean, like, if you open up a dialogue about pimping, you know, uh, what's wrong with that? To me, I mean, yeah. go ahead, B. Go ahead. No, to me, it's like it's one's perception of, of, of what that means. Just like you can have a, your, one's perception of hip hop, one's perception of a pimp. What the fuck is, you know what I'm saying? Or what, it's what, just management. What, it's, 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 it's what, you feel what I'm saying? And what is that? It's Fortune 500 Shit. management. But see, but see, the powers that be, the real pimps, you know what I'm saying? They talk their lingo in a different way, but you know what I'm saying? But ain't nobody saying what well, they are. Therefore, there are shall sell that you know, <laughs> yeah, in yeah, a fucking yeah. legal I, I, I'm charging $5 for this session. But look, <laughs> and, and, and I'm taking 2.5%. <laughs> so, so no one's saying, okay, Halliburton pipping the shit out of us. You know what I'm saying? Or Exxon the gas stations, or, or you know what I'm saying? All the, these corporate um, 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 big companies that's pipping the shit out of us. Anybody speaking on that, but. You know, you want to take some cats from the hood that, that maybe have saw something or been through something or given awareness about something and say, okay, yo, y'all the pimps. What the fuck? Come on, man. <laughs> okay. You guys are the but, worst but, pimps but ever. See, but see, it's because if you dress nice and you a pimp, right. it makes you look worse. But we ain't going <laughs> to you know touch on that yeah. topic. You should, if you, you wear sweatsuits like I do, <laughs> if you wear sweatsuits, you can get away with so much. Maybe we should have walked into school with a fucking escade, and then they might have said something. Yeah. Or might not have said something. You're treacherous, ain't you? Hold on. I mean, bro. I'm just saying. They ain't even speaking on that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Let's get back to the podcast. Right. <laughs> I thought that was the podcast. Yeah, get me upset. Got my drink here. I mean, so, would you guys? That's were, what were you guys listening to when you were coming up? Like, a lot of Bay Area stuff, South stuff, like because there wasn't that much Chicago rap, or was there? 
uh, actually, that was rap before us. I mean, you know, the East Coast, West Coast. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. you know, uh, from the BDP to the Eric B and Rockhams, the uh, Ice Crews. And, you know, it was, it was, it was all the rappers that came before us, we listened to. We studied the game of rap. You know what I'm saying? Because when you don't study the game of rap, you be you don't understand how to approach the game. You know what I'm saying? They get they get it, the rappers who came before us gave us the blueprint, and the blueprint was so unbelievable. If you took it and used it the right way, you can win every time. How did you feel the Chicago style was different from you know what they've been doing in the East Coast at the time? Because you want to answer that? Yeah, you know you know you know what? Like to me, this is my opinion. Like it was a different type of, as they would say, swag. It was a different type of swag. Like, as the kids would say. You know what I'm saying? They, <laughs> exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we would rap. If, if we did street music, then you heard that. You heard Southern. You know what I'm saying? You heard a little bit of Southern in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? From Chicago. Yeah. You heard that Southern, West Coast type of, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Flow, hard, aggressive, adrenaline flow. And if you heard it from um, the East Coast, it was more um, like... B-boy side, so to speak, and, yeah. I, and that's and that's re- respect to, you know, the cats that's in the street doing their thing or whatever that was from that era. But like it was just a different era, and you can tell that. Mm-hmm. You know, what you, I'm how do you feel it, it like manifests in like the the modern Chicago? Like a lot of the rappers like a Chief Keef or like Little Dirk or Lil Reese. How do you how do you do you see kind of your yourself and in, in those guys? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, can I say I, can I say something? I mean, uh. I was talking to my guy Coach Steele out there, and he said something that was very important. He said, "You know, y'all did uh, y'all did a style that broke records big. You know, what I'm saying it broke a record. And with Chief Keef them uh, and Lil Durk them, they made their own lane. You Hell know yeah. what I'm saying with a style that they have. They call it drill. So they made their own lane, and that's what make them special. But." Us opening the door for them to do that, you totally. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Made everything a one. I feel a lot of shit you guys were saying before, but like they they they're on some in, uh, like what you guys are doing is like very punk rock. Like I'm gonna get my own CDs, I'm gonna sell my shit, I'm gonna have my own style, no doubt. Yeah, and I'm and I'm, I'm gonna push it, you know. Yeah. And I feel like what they're doing is the same thing. And I would have never, I didn't think about that because as a kid, I bought you guys records, I stole you guys records from the warehouse. Thank music. you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but you know, you lost some publishing. Yeah, and I feel we owe you a drink. Yeah, I mean, I'll pay you fourteen ninety nine if you really want it. You know, but like, I feel like uh, you know, like maybe they got that idea. I mean, that idea maybe it's in the heart of Chicago because there's some motherfuckers so punk rock that motherfucker didn't show up to a fifty cent Wiz Khalifa music thing. Like, we don't need nobody. This is us, and this is what we do. No doubt. You know, and so was that like. Is that something that, I mean, because you guys were the first people to do it. So can you take credit for that Chicago indie shit or what? Well, that's not the attitude now. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you got to capitalize off of every situation. I I think that, you know what I'm saying, it's it's a different era, but one and the same. What I meant by, you know, we we had um, an effect on that because, like, when we opened the doors for um, Chicago and the style of music that we was doing, think about it. We was over slow beat. Either we flipped, you know what I'm saying, or we laid back, you know what I'm saying, and just, you know, kind of like chopped it up. And you can hear that today in, in today's music. And, and that's what some of the cast that's doing in Chicago, not just Chicago, in the industry. Think about it. If you go back to 95, 96, I ain't telling my age. If you go back 95, 96, think about it. Yeah. 
Pac and Biggie, they, they had that beef going. You feel what I'm saying? And that shit was at its all-time high at that time. And motherfuckers wasn't selling no ruckus unless you was the big cats, Snoop. These, you know what I'm saying? These type of cats who was selling ruckus. When Do or Die came in, along with my guys, Crucial Conflict, we came in, we broke those barriers. And so it swayed it from that, 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 um, that rivalry, that conflict. And it was like, hey, what the fuck going on over here? What type of music is this? You feel what I'm saying? I feel like the best time, the best time to ever like steal something is when two niggas are fighting. Yeah, real shit. Is that true? Real shit. There's a fight, and then you know, just like let me just grab this. Go get it you all. You guys are fucking like, yeah, yeah. Go get it all. These dudes, hey, when is, when's the best time to do graffiti? Right in a fucking riot, like in a fucking riot. Ninety two riots in L. A. Everybody got up. The shit got beautiful, you know. Right. So I like, you know, you guys very well played. Very well real played. Shit. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask too, like you know, you just mentioned crucial conflict. Were you guys? I I, I wasn't aware that you guys like were that close with them. Or there, there was there was oh, always no like yeah. I didn't, grew up together. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Same block, same schools, same hood, same, same schools, yeah. all this shit. That's cool. So yeah. were, were you? Did you? Were you guys like? You know, were, the early, were they doing the tape trading stuff too? Like the early stuff, like both. Yeah. You got, yeah? yeah, everyone was. Yeah, yeah. We yeah we definitely was uh uh, uh coming like through the same. Oh, and what about Trackster? Tracks the same. Track, you know, yeah, he's uh, still making crazy music, yeah. which is incredible. Like you know what, and to see how wild his music right. continues to be. Oh no doubt. I mean, what we did is endless. You yeah. know, for and just think about it like this: fourth grade playing a song that came out in '96. That lets you know how the music is classic. Yeah. It don't end. Every time you play it, it sounds new. Yeah. You know what I'm well, I mean, like I feel like what's crazy to me is that you guys were getting production from. Trackster and uh, Mike Dean was was doing oh, some yes, beats, right? Which is Big crazy because they're you know they're still some of the like, the most influential producers of the last twenty five years. Oh no and, doubt, yeah, no doubt. It, it, the crazy thing about Mike Dean, you, know, you got to give big ups to Mike Dean. Yeah. I mean, it was people to come, it was people coming to get Mike Dean just to mix and match. I'm talking about big hats yeah. like Babyface. All them cats was coming to get Mike Dean just to master the album. Yeah, that's crazy, fam. Yeah. Did you guys go to to Houston or to record some of the stuff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had us in Houston. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we need they some stories. Okay, <laughs> he goes crazy. One story. We was doing the long, long story short. We was doing the first album. It, we was doing twelve songs. They kept us in, on a, a farm. What the fuck? <laughs> That's amazing. What the look, fuck? I promise you, it's crazy, right? On a fucking me, farm. Me, I, I farm. I promise you. Look, like with chickens, <laughs> roosters. Is <laughs> a mansion, but. It's a plantation. It, it looked like one when they got through with our ass. But, yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. The crazy part about it is that we, <laughs> we finished the album in one week. 12 songs, one yeah. week. That's tight. It, you know, it was crazy. But, yeah. they, but they knew what they was doing. They was uh, helping us with our work ethic. Yeah. You know, showing us, look, if you, st- if you stay here, focus in, this is what happens when you focus. You know, so mm-hmm. we took that and ran with it. I didn't know what, what they was doing at the time. Well, where was this was, farm? Like outside of Houston? It, it was like, it was just Shit. like probably what? An hour out of Houston? Yeah. yeah. We know what the hell was All I know is I heard some, some shit go, ah! That was a rooster. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> you know, was that inspiring? We, like, was that inspiring? Was that cool? No, about us being from Chicago, we never heard of no, no, we never heard a rooster crow like that. I'm like, Man. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, what the fuck was that? You know what I'm saying? So, Not until the Hondurans moved in. No doubt, that was racist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nard, Nard stands for hey. niggas are ready to die. <laughs> Who gave you that name? Did you give yourself that name? Not actually. I don't know if it, I don't know. It said on the record. Tracks, tracks gave me that name. Okay, the legendary tracks. All right, cool, cool, cool. 
are niggas really ready to die? Like, was that why did he why did he give you that? <laughs> hey, hey, nah. I mean, you know, I was like so hardcore, like I being out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that's the name why he gave me that. Okay, for sure. On to the serious questions, um, Jeffrey. I wanted to ask. I, I know you guys. Would you Would you guys know R. Kelly from way back in the? I know you collaborated with him. Would you, did you guys know him from like way back? Yeah. What was the first time you we, met R. Kelly? I mean, we playing ball at the same joints and shit, shit like that. I hear he's a pretty good basketball player. Yeah, whatever. No, <laughs> I hear he's got a space. Are you saying he's average? Are you saying he's cool? He, he like can't he's good? Beat me. He can't beat you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Proven fact. Okay. <laughs> but. I mean, R. Kelly cannot beat Bilo. Shit, I don't think nobody can beat me. Chicago had some good basketball. Yeah, sure. right. I feel like Ronnie, I'm on top Ro- of the world. Ronnie, Rose can Ronnie, beat you. Ro- no, yeah. Ronnie Fields back Shit, in the day. Hey, man, bring it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Ronnie Fields at the hoop dream. Bring it. Was oh, no doubt. Hoop dream. Bring it. No doubt. Yeah. No, I was gonna say, so, yeah, what, uh, what was it like working with R. Kelly? What was it? You know what I mean doing songs with him? Yeah. It was I mean incredible. Just hanging I mean, out with R. Kelly. If you if you just think about like as far as with R. Kelly just doing songs, uh he show you like like he show you how he masters songs. He show you what he do to make a song uh, 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 like just say it probably start off like uh that's cool, but by the time he finish it, you be looking like, damn, that's R. Kelly for that's some R. Kelly shit right there, you know what I'm saying? Like he teach you how to make a song every time he do it. You know what I'm saying, and it'd be the same way every time. But it'd be—it's crazy how he just put it together. I feel like all the dudes that R. Kelly started with, like they were making R&B, are no longer around and no longer in the conversation. But like he's been able to reinvent himself, generation to generation to generation. No what do you think that is? Like, how do you think he's able to do that? That's genius, man. I mean, genius. some people just—you know what I'm saying? Some people born with that shit. Like you can't—it's like you can't teach that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that got to be in you. Dude, dude is genius when he's doing his thing, man. And and Ye like that, too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ye like that, You ever too. fuck with Kanye? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Chicago shit. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. He did two songs for us. He did two songs for you? Yeah, he did two songs yeah, for us. So okay. Yeah, okay. them niggas genius like that, man. But shit, we, we genius, too. <laughs> <laughs> ah. And the moral of the story is... You, translation? <laughs> no. I'm just, nigga, I'm a scientist. <laughs> hey, what? Hey, I'm sorry. Fucking. Yeah, you Yeah, man. Chet. You guys work with, I mean, DJ Quick, Chet. too. They work with DJ Quick? <laughs> oh, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Quick. Oh, my God. Man. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> man, we had a ball with Quick, yeah. man. Yeah. That dude there, man. Him and... Uh, what was the other dude? Uh, uh, Scott Storch. Scott Storch. Man, yeah. I'm talking about them cats, man. And quick, quick down to earth, man. Quick. So that, yeah. that, that dude, that's my dude. He's just down to earth. Yeah. I don't even know. It's self-explanatory. Genius, man. Legend in his own right. You feel what I'm saying? Like, dude, amazing, man. I interviewed him and, like, nonstop. He, like, since we were recording it, for two hours, he sits and tells his life story. It was, like, the most riveting thing you've ever seen. Like, hand gestures. Like, it, it felt like you were at an opera. Yeah. He's just talking. Yeah, Com- Compton dudes, this is the difference between Compton dudes and LA dudes. Like Compton dudes, no matter how much money they get, they never they never change. LA dudes, when we get money, we just we just act like we don't know niggas. And I don't know how we can change that. Yeah. We just become like Hey man, I, I feel like I'm about to I'm about to erase hella numbers on my phone just because I'm here. Like, I know? think that's a disease then. Nah, shit, I'm fucking ha- around though. But Compton happens. niggas are solid though, you know? Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So when you guys were first like blowing, were you guys playing like booking shows yourself all throughout the Midwest and like playing like small towns? Yeah. 
We was walking the show. We was walking the shit. I mean, tell my motherfucker, like, man, how y'all get way down here in Detroit? Right. Wait, you Without walk? Without a car. Uh, you yeah. don't walk to fucking Detroit. <laughs> Is that not true? <laughs> Without no, a car. Evans, but, no. But, no, but, but we, actually, no. actually what, we, you know, what we did, we kind of like hustled a game from the ground level itself. You know, getting around in the Pintos. You know, we did whatever we had to do to, uh, to survive yeah. in the music game. What advice That's would tight. you give to like uh, somebody trying to come up now? Because this whole you know conference, a lot of people trying to make their way. Uh, wow. There's okay. there's a hundred and two young rappers out there. Yeah. Have you seen those flyers? <laughs> that shit is <laughs> there's, <laughs> yes. There's a lot of rappers. A guy named Pimpton. Uh, they all trying to bump their cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What would you What's your advice for those guys? Uh, I I would say three. You know what I'm saying? Keep God first. Right. Know yeah. your business. And at the end of the day, it's not, it's not all about just talent. It's about sharpening your skills. Like people will go in and feel like I'm so talented and put one song out and, that, and it's over with. You know what I'm saying? But when you sharpening your skills, you going from one song to, to an album to another song to an album. You know what I'm saying? You, that's when you sharpening your skills and people don't understand that. They think it's because you got talent. It works. It don't work like that. Mm-hmm. I was gonna take it back to to Pope Pimp, and because I'm always I always like to know the kind of the story behind how the record came together. And I was gonna ask, you know, what like where did the record kind of start from, and how did it kind of progress, and how did like I mean, how did you watch it kind of become like a phenomenon? Shit, <laughs> actually, like um, K had a uh, I think you listened to Al Hustle, wasn't it? It was a tape. It was a tape. Uh, had a tape David shit. Oliver, and he and he brought it, and he like man, listen to this and shit. And I listen to it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> was it just the beat? And uh, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was the whole song actually. The whole song, okay. And so we okay. sit, we sitting back and shit, and then I think watching a Mac or some shit or something and shit. Yeah. Motherfucker, like, hey man, yo, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna make this pimp song. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we did it on some bullshit actually. Though we got roots, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's another story. But. You know what I'm saying? We we did the song on some bullshit, and then we, you know, You're just having fun, basically, just having fun. And yeah. then we saw um, T and shit in the flea market or whatever. I'm like, man, Joe Twist, you know, hop on this joint. You know what I'm saying? And he um, hopped on it, and Johnny P, our, our homeboy. You know what I'm saying? And the song was history from there. Yeah, Johnny P. Yeah, yeah. all killed that. Uh, yeah. yeah, Johnny P's hook. I feel like Johnny P should have like, should, I don't know. You know how many times I just like. Wish I could sing like Johnny oh P. Every time. <laughs> yeah, that shit is hard. Like, like the crazy part about the song uh, came from David Oliver. He was a one-hit wonder. It was called Miz. Huh. And um, what's the song? Say it again. Let me Google it's, that. It's called Miz. It's, called, it's from David Oliver. All right, cool. Uh huh. And um, we took it to tracks, and tracks was like, okay. Man, we're going to replay this. So we replayed it like D-Lo said. We told Twister, man, we need you to get on this joint, grab JP. And he's, like he said, the rest was history. But just putting the song together was so unbelievable. You know what I'm saying? Just putting the song together itself. No, because no, you, know, you never know when you're making a hit. You just, you know, you just love what you're doing. You have a passion for it. So yeah. then from there, like... It's kind of like a baby in no that doubt. sense. No doubt. You yeah. Guys too, were you guys already <laughs> on the label at that point? No, we was no. on our own label. Okay, and then it just blew out, like it just became like a Chicago anthem, basically, before yeah. anyone ever, ever even heard of it? Uh, actually, we had another song that was a Chicago. Well, I, one of I, um one of the one of the groups that was in Chicago at the time called Psychodrama. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, had an anthem which was Magic. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and that was heating up, and that was blowing up and doing its thing. We actually had a street song called No Love. Called No Love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was you know what I'm saying. That was that was 
buzzing or whatever that, it was, that was getting and attention. haze about the same time as yeah. This? yeah 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 that was getting um attention and then crucial conflict had yeah. you know came out with it with a joint or whatever and then we went back in the studio and we did um Pope pimp yeah or do you some call it do you want to ride uh-huh and from that shit i woke up and god damn it we was on the road some damn well yeah, I was asked about the video, too. It's an iconic video. Oh, no doubt. I mean, all Cadillacs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where can I get those clothing? I wouldn't, I, not for me, but just like, <laughs> I just want to know. <laughs> well, well, I couldn't pull it everything off. Everything has right a there. price. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't pull it off, but I, I just remember, yeah, no. It those was all, clothing, yeah. yeah they, man, and it was, and it was just, a guy who was coming up. The crazy part about it, the clothing that we was wearing, yeah. the guy who uh, was actually making the clothing ran out of clothing. He couldn't even <laughs> keep up, you know what I'm wow. saying? Because the video blew up and it was just that big. He couldn't yeah, even keep up with it. the clothing line. That's no tight. That's real money. So, like, you know what's so dope, bro? Like, <laughs> like when some shit blows up and other people get paid off of it. Right. You know, like, right. I feel like the whole, like, skateboarding shit, when, like, motherfuckers start, like, skateboarding, and people are like, I got to make a gang of decks because these fucking skateboarders are blowing up. Da, 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 da. Right. So many other people get paid for it, you know, because of some shit that a kickflip dude did or because of a song some dudes made. No doubt. That shit ends up yeah. well, feeding about- so many families, and then it pushes that even further in the legendary status, yeah. well, you well, know? I was talking about Souls of Mystery yeah. 93 till infinity, and, like, that song never made it past, eight, I think, 82 on, on the Billboard charts, but then it was in a skateboard video. So like a whole generation of punk rock kids who'd never even heard hip hop before got introduced to hip hop. They're like, whoa, bro, you ever heard this song? Yeah, they're song? like, bro. Like yeah. I've interviewed punk rock musicians. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I was going to say, um, so what are you guys working on now? We're working on solo projects um, as well as, we got actually two do or die albums that we in the can. We just still putting that together. Uh-huh. Can I have them? But can no, I hear them? No, no, no. But then again, everything has a price. You got Freddie Gibbs, you got uh, Freddie Gibbs on that? Uh, no, not now. No. Not now. But uh, no, and um, I have a solo album called I Plead the Fifth. That's, that's a mixtape that I just, well, about to drop on the 15th. And uh, AK got one. Um, Midnight. Creepy. Midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, coming and not working on his right now as we speak. So, you know, we're promoting that. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the best way to Twitter? Is that the best Twitter. way to follow you guys? Yeah, Twitter. Yeah. What's yeah. your Twitter? I'm, I'm, let's, let's get the information I'm, out. Yeah, my Twitter is Twitter. Dot <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> com. below do or die. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. do or die Twitter. Aka yeah. do or die Facebook. Yeah. Do or die yeah. music. Do or die music. Please go on there, check us out. You can find the albums there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can find new coming up in music there. Do or die music. You can do. I go on niggasalreadytodie.com and find some nard shit? Because <laughs> I bet you if you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he but if you bought niggasalreadytodie.com, I'll assure you that a lot of traffic <laughs> shall be sent to niggasalreadytodie.com. <laughs> and I'm the first person to say it. <laughs> and you, I'm right. So you got to do it. <laughs> no, I don't want half, bro. <laughs> I just want to see dudes prosper. Like, yeah, I'm about that. He, he going to yeah. be like, let's spark. This the land of heartless assassin killers. Yeah, that shit. That's <laughs> no doubt. Well, thank you for coming, guys. We really appreciate it. No doubt. Thank you. It'll be 1995. I just got to say this. It'll be 1995. 1995 for the CDs that I stole? <laughs> <laughs> I got to say Beauty. this. Atlanta yeah. always showed us love. That's why I, we love coming to, uh, to, to Atlanta. Atlanta always showed us love. No, and we about to get into to the wind and do something else. Chirac, get me in. We out. Yes, sir. Thank, you, bro, Thank y'all very much. Thank y'all, man. No doubt.
This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolfradio.com The Wolf Dead.